Hi folks, welcome to the Jock and Journo Show. Once again, we have a massive podcast in store today. A very special guest to join us, of course. It's a usual crew. I'm Jay Clark. We are the five-time All-Australian, five-time bestest first and fairest winner, 2010 Norm Smith. He thinks he's Melbourne's coffee king. Scotty Penderby, good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, mate. How are you going? Good. Good to see you. Uh, you got a special guest in with you today. Oh, I brought my little friend in from the club, Geordie Degoe, and he's a little bit nervous, so um, we'll see how we go. So, Geordie, how are you, mate? Thanks for uh, coming in. We appreciate some of your time today. No worries. It's good to be here. We've uh, admired your rise on the footy field over the past 12 months, mate. You've become one of the most damaging uh, forward midfielders in the competition, but we want to we want to get to know you a bit off the field, mate, because you don't you don't um, you don't give us media types too much time. <laughs> you keep your privacy, mate. So it's great to be able to have a chat today and uh, see what um, what floats your boat off the field, my friend. We're here at the George, Scotty. We're proudly brought to you by the George here on 162 Collins Street. Got the new Vietnamese menu. Um, the new chef Khan Ong. What a great place for a couple of beers before the footy on a Friday night. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, it won't be us here, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, you will be able to, but we'll <laughs> definitely get here after a game and yep. sample the menu and yep. have a beer. It's um, yeah. We've stepped it up a notch on the podcast by hosting yeah. here apart from my um, my office last week. So <laughs> yeah, much more comfortable here and we're in a great little private area to to do the show now from uh, from now on. Beautiful establishment this season. A great lunchtime menu. Geordie, I want to know if I've stuffed up your name right from the get-go because I heard a little whisper that, uh, in fact, your name isn't pronounced Geordie Degoe. It's Geordie Dehoy. Should we be calling you Geordie Dehoy? <laughs> no, nah, I think you shouldn't be calling me that at uh, all, actually. I'll leave that up to the Dutchies. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite funny if you go over to Holland. Um, that's actually how they pronounce it, which is quite unusual. But Dehoy. Dehoy, yeah. Dehoy. But, um, yeah, back here, I, I, I'm pretty happy with Dehoy because, you know, <laughs> I've got all sorts, but it's starting to stick now and I'm actually really enjoying it. Well, explain your family heritage. You're Dutch, I heard you might be French. What's the, what, 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 what is the family backstory? Yeah, so we're Dutch, so uh, that's from my dad's side. So his parents moved over here uh, when they were about 20 and, and kind of settled here and, and created a life. Um and, you know, they, they got two pretty good jobs because that, that's what was going to be the big thing over here. So they travelled over here, made the big change, and, and ever since then, yeah, it's been really good. So Have you visited Holland? I went when I was about seven or eight. Uh, I can't remember too much of it, but uh, it's definitely something I'll do in I've the future. I've never been there. You, Jay? No, nah, I haven't been there. Would you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, we should go together. Well, we'll do a podcast from over there one time. <laughs> yeah, well, I've not, not, I've not heard much about Holland before. I know. It's beautiful, I, mate. A good yeah. soccer. Is it, what is it? Is it like a uh, coastal town? Well, it's Geordie. He's I been there. Do, what is it? Holland, like Amsterdam. Like oh, all right. Those places. Yes, okay. We can do Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah. having a bad time over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. yeah Geordie can be the travel guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I remember when you were drafted, Geordie, I was uh, speaking to Derek Hine, the Collingwood uh, recruiting chief at the time, who is a fireman, and he said he knew your dad. Um, who was also a fireman as well. Now, it's every kid's or young boy's dream, young boys and girls' dream, to ride in one of those big fire engines. Like, you love going to the airport, seeing the big planes, and you love the fire engines as well. So as a youngster, did you sort of get a ride around there, mate, with the uh, with the dad in the, uh, in the fire engine? Or Yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky. So I was a bit of a cool kid back in uh, primary school. You know, obviously, when they came and did, did the fire talks and stuff like that, 
they all seemed to know my dad, which was pretty cool at the time. So, yeah, I've had my uh, fair share of rides in the fire truck. But as you grow older, it kind of doesn't get as exciting. But uh, <laughs> dad's still pretty happy with have you, it. Have you been, my best mate's a fire. Have you yeah. been to the station before? Yeah. They are immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have not seen a cleaner place in my life i reckon they oh, clean depends, that, depends eh? which one you went to <laughs> oh, I, I don't know where it was it was down frankston way but they are so I, I think it's like every time the handover happens in four days it all gets re-cleaned the mm. trucks get re-washed unbelievable they have a bit of fun in their their area or their group of four yeah they don't they don't do a whole lot when they're not putting out fires <laughs> yeah, i don't think yeah. they like telling anybody <laughs> that but got plenty of movies and plenty of relaxing time are you yeah. handy joey scotty and i hopeless we we've discussed before how we struggle to change a life bob are you sort of are you um handy with everything else like you probably old man probably is yeah yeah i'd like to think so uh yeah so my old man come from a tradie background uh so he he pretty much renovated most of our our house or the family home so helped him a little bit here and there but we kind of clashed heads so carpentry yeah i'm still currently doing a carpentry my carpentry apprenticeship so how's that going uh it's not too bad i haven't been back in a while so it's it's probably overdue (laughs) end of season break mate it's a little bit of time off (laughs) yeah yeah i'll find the time to get back there and get back on the tools scotty Um, uh, he looks like a bit of fun in the locker room yeah well yeah he's definitely a bit of fun there's sort of like a little crew um maynard crocker degoey um probably myself um that sort of muck around a little bit and joke around so yeah the good value i think we've we've got a pretty good group pretty tight group um yeah there's plenty of boys that know when to have a laugh and have a bit of fun and geordie is one of those those boys but um yeah i think yeah he has a fun has a good time but knows when to work and i think he's, you've got that balance better yeah i yeah, didn't really started. have that didn't really know yeah. the balance when i was a bit younger but yeah. uh you, you learn pretty quickly yeah well we were talking about that and what what, what would you say since tac cup What's the biggest surprise you found in AFL that you just wouldn't have expected? And what's something that, um, I suppose just that, what's, what's the biggest surprise in AFL to you? Uh, probably, to be honest, it's probably the change, you know, the changes I've made, how much off-field, how much they affect on-field. Yeah. So obviously when you're younger, you know what I mean, you're durable, you can do all these things off-field and then you can still play good footy where... You know, you you got to really take care of your body playing AFL because the workload obviously increases. So for me, it was just like we said before, finding that balance in terms of off-field, on-field and also just just still finding times when they have fun and and making the most out of it because, you know, everyone says, you know, it's it's not really a job and for me it isn't. So I get to have fun every day but also I get to work and feel fit. So it's a pretty good job. Yeah. What about how do you find, I know for me, like when I was younger, media scrutiny, I didn't get it. But I understand it now so much more. But the media scrutiny is like insane, and oh, yeah. we've had chats about this. I know at the club, but how you deal with media? How do you find that? Because say last year, a bit of a coming out party. Now you'd be quite recognisable in Melbourne. How have you found that change in I suppose twelve, twenty four months? Yeah, it's massive. Obviously, yeah, like you're saying, I had my time in the media. Obviously, last year, and not the way I would have liked to at the start. But it's funny how much you know playing good footy actually helps your reputation and. And, you know, the media kind of enjoys a person who's, you know, started off a bit rough and then started to find his feet. So for me, yeah, obviously you want to be playing that the good footy and having the good media, but it is something that is does really affect you as a player and a person. And I think until you've experienced it, you don't actually really know what it's like. Um, but, you know, at times it's awesome. You know, everyone loves media and everyone loves – you love people knowing who you are and stuff like that. And then there's other times you just want to crawl into a hole and, and wish no one knew you. So – so it's uh, it's an interesting one. Obviously, there was the incident at the start of last year. We, we don't need to 
go back through it all. And then, um, so the year before, and then there was um, last year, um, when you obviously met all the club leaders, etc. How, how did you handle that as a person? Because it's easy for people like me to say, oh, Geordie's stuffed up. Or, yeah. You know, <clears throat> when's a club, when's this guy going to learn, that sort of stuff. How, how, did, how did you go dealing with all that? Yeah, it's tough because, you know, I was, I'm obviously still a kid and, uh, oh, I shouldn't say I'm a kid, but I'm still a youngster at heart and I think it takes it takes time. Like I, I never wanted to hurt anybody, do you know what I mean? I didn't do anything to hurt hurt people around me, but as you kind of get older, you realise how much it affects the people you work with and mm. I think that was kind of the hardest part once I started getting older and, you know, once the leaders had to pull me in and, and have meetings with all the people you've kind of always looked up to and who have given you the, the opportunity to be there, I think that was the realisation for me that, you know, I'm actually not just affecting myself, I'm affecting everyone around me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's tough, especially, you know, seeing people upset and especially my family. So that's that's definitely a hard aspect. But, yeah, for me it was it was probably, yeah, one of them light bulb moments. You guys are great mates, clearly. Yeah. You can tell that. What was it like in the same room with Scotty? And he's probably, you know, giving you some stern words or trying to give you some pretty blunt feedback. How, how was that 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 meeting for you. Yeah, I think Scott's got that, that balance pretty good where, you know, he'll, he'll give you a clip when he needs to, but then at the same time, you know, if you're doing everything right, he's he's more than happy to have a laugh and, and you know, and listen to you and everything like that. So, it yeah. Good, it's, it's is it not, a good clip? Yeah, yeah, it was a decent <laughs> clip. I think, yeah, it's not great sitting in front of about 12 people when they're all just having a dig at you and, <laughs> and kind of, you know, at the time, you know, you hate it and that's it's the worst thing in the world, but. You know, I've definitely been. I'm better off for for having that that conversation with those people. So, and I reckon too on that is like in my time in footy, like how we handle that as a club, and like with Geordie, it's so much more collaborative now. Where when I first started, it used to just be like if say Geordie or Swanee or myself or whatever Daisy mucked up, it was like you're out. Really? Like go do this and like. Six weeks time, we'll see you. Whereas now it's like more support. put support networks. Um, you know the stuff you did with the salvos, and you formed a good relationship with Brendan Noddle There, it's it's stuff like relationship building. It's um, it's so much more about the person because if you can get off field right, it translates so quickly to on field. And um, yeah, you see like Port Adelaide, and you see Jack Watts talk about it after the game. Yeah, Ken Hinckley, how they wrap their arms around him, and yeah, I think like, we do it so much better because there's like what we last year, you're 21, were. 21, oh, 20, 22, yeah. 21 years old, like, Jesus. So mm. we know, like, everyone just thinks, you know, you hear John Brown talk all the time, it's just fine players 20 grand every time they make a mistake, just fine him 20 grand, just fine him 20 grand. It's like, that doesn't help anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get paid pretty good coin, but if you're just fine blokes, you're not actually at all looking at the issue of, of what actually needs to happen. And I would say from that, you've Geordie would have come out a better person and you can see with his footy last year, off field, more settled, um, yeah, he got a little bit stronger in the gym too, which helps. Didn't sort of pussyfoot around the gym as much. Jumped in with the real man for once. <laughs> See how he went. <laughs> Is it right, Jordy? You've got Scotty covered on a lot of the. Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of the old dog now. You know, he kind of works his way around, picking the younger blokes to kind of you know make himself look good and feel good. So, well, we did. We linked up last year. I was it would have been start of the year, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. Started, yeah, it was start of the year. Started doing weights together. Um, what happened? It would have been start of the year. And, like, it'd be fair to say, in all honesty, the first few weight sessions would have been a surprise for Geordie. Like, yep. this is how like this is how we're going to do it. Yep. And it was sort of, like, pretty direct. Like, we'll do it this way, sort of follow my lead. And then 
about probably the month mark, I noticed a bit of a shift. I was like, he's getting, <laughs> he's getting pretty strong pretty quick. Yeah. I was sort of thinking, oh, I might need to buy myself some time or what are some exercises I can do? <laughs> within about eight Get weeks, I sort of, oh, mate, within about eight weeks, sort of I just remember box squatting and just like he was moving it pretty easy and I was like, this is a bit of a grind. <laughs> it's going easier for him and... I don't box quite much anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your, your salvo work, um, Geordie, because that's, you know, seemed the whole part of the, the package of things that you, that you were doing. Um, are you still doing that? And, and paint the picture for us because you're, you're in the city helping feed homeless people. What's that whole experience been like for you? Yeah, so as part of my suspension, they said um, I'd have to go down to the Salvation Army on the Saturday nights for, I think, about four to five hours at a time. Um, and for me at the time, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I've, I've done a bit of work there before, so I was, I was pretty happy about it. And just getting down there, it's an experience in itself, you know. It's, it's not for everybody because it's, it's pretty confronting what some of the stuff you see. Um, but for me, yeah, I love just, just getting there, building relationships with people that, you know, struggle to build relationships with others. Um, so a lot of them, you know, have been sexually abused and, and have, you know, endured a lot of drug use through their childhood and, and, and middle, middle age. So um, for me, just to get in there and, and you know, interact with them and, and kind of brighten up their day for just a little bit, that, that helps me, but also them. So um, I try and get there every now and then. Obviously, it's hard with footy and stuff like that, but it's always good for a change. And when you need to kind of bring yourself back down the ground, it, it's a good place to go. You must have had some interesting interactions over the time when when uh, these guys and, and, and ladies who don't have much see you, the superstar um, footballer. Um, how does that play out? There's some amusing moments, or yeah, you, there's not there's not that many that actually know who you are, which <laughs> which is pretty good. So um, I think there's a f- there's a few Collingwood supporters down there who know who I am, but it's funny once you build relationships and they kind of hear that you're a footballer, uh, you kind of. Go up in their eyes, which which is quite funny. But and then there's still a lot of others which don't really care who you are as long as you're there to help. They love you, so yeah. that's good. I remember doing it once, and we were in North Melbourne, and a guy come up and like, oh, so I was making coffee, mm-hmm. um, and because up your alley, like they they do, they pop up out of like anywhere, don't they? Yeah. They, you might be in the coffee truck, and they literally just poke their head around the side, and you sort of get a bit shocked and a bit <laughs> jumped by. It. And the guy goes, "Black coffee, six sugars." I was like, did I hear that right? Like, and I'm like, six sugars. And he's like, I didn't stutter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, no worries. Made him black coffee, six sugars, gave it to him. Anyway, like helping hand out some food, blah, blah, blah. And he come back. He's like, black coffee, six sugars. It's like, Jesus. Like, he's just had 12 sugars in about <laughs> half an hour. But um, yeah, and like you were, like Geordie was supposed to do that stuff for like a month. Yeah. Did it for the whole season. So yep. um, yeah, like clearly it's something that you enjoyed doing, helped you, helped others. So yeah, I think these like, I don't know. You're you're the journo, but like this sort of stuff never gets as much publicity. Whether it's because you don't know about it or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. It's like there'd be so many players out there doing good things that I reckon. Yeah, I feel like our media is still that bent negative. towards trying to find negative, trying to find something wrong. Yeah, like watching footy on the weekend. Yeah, like if you consciously watch a game of footy and you hear how the commentators commentate or talk, it's always that was a poor kick. It wasn't good defense or like that and I reckon we can change that as well like they play a bigger part in how society view the game I reckon if that drifts more positive talk better about players not smash players you don't know what players are dealing with like Max Gorn got absolutely hammered for that game on the weekend Yep. find out today that he's in hospital before the game I reckon there's like a fair bit in that because he got absolutely smashed Gary Lyon was giving it to him saying you know that's as poor as it's been and highlighting efforts and acts and 
yeah, I think you just got to be a little bit more careful of how aggressive you just attack players all the time. Who do you reckon's got the balance right? Uh, I love Lee Matthews. I reckon he's so good with how he commentates footy, and he's all, he seems like he hasn't lost touch with what it was like to be a player. Um, you know, and there's still plenty of good ones out there, but there's a lot of ones who just think football is the easiest game and it's perfect football whenever you watch it. So, mm. yeah, I, I find it watching it now, it's more sort of frustrating than ever listening to the worst how part, it's commentated. And the worst is the ex-players. Like, all of a sudden, they've never put a foot wrong in a game. They and, turn. And they've done everything right, you know what I mean? And you're kind of sitting there going, you know, that's it's a bit rich. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So that, that's obviously the frustrating part about yeah. commentating, and I, I think, guess. too, like when you commentate, you're talking to the broader audience and say people that aren't as smart with football-related stuff as mm-hmm. what the people inside the game are. So if you can shape your message and your conversation or how you commentate into positive things, mm-hmm. then what you go to a game watching is more positive things. You're not looking for negative things. So I think that plays a really big part, especially with some of the stuff that's going on now with social media and yeah. like our, our Indigenous players getting attacked all the time with racial slurs and things like that. It's like We've got to keep... I think Clarkson did a video that was like amazing, yeah. highlighting how actually good all these Indigenous players are and how good all our players are. Like everyone that plays AFL yeah. is elite. Like you've got to be elite to get there. But yeah. if we're constantly as media or whatever slamming blokes all the time, like say for the, say the, that Paddy Ryder, Max Gorn example. Yep. I, I get what Gary Lyon was trying to do with Max Gorn and highlight it, but why couldn't you just highlight how hard Paddy Ryder went out the footy? Yeah. How good was that by Paddy Ryder? That's why Port Adelaide's playing good footy. They attacked the ball. He did this. He set his team up. There's a positive or a negative. It's just whatever you choose to look mm-hmm. at. You think that's – has you always been that way though? Because, I mean, I know when we talk footy or we talk about Collingwood, you win yeah. and lose on the weekend. You, you are very positive about most things. If there's a problem, I talk about, you know, we're crap at goal kicking. You say, well, we can improve this or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you think that's something you've learned or you ain't uh, always like that? Yeah, I think I've got – I can definitely be the with us very analytical about it. Like I can – analyze it i can understand what's going on i can get frustrated by it but then it's like well that doesn't help us get better and that's because i'm playing so i'm i'm involved with the team that i want to improve Mm. um but yeah when i watch games i'll often sit there and think that was amazing defense you you've forced them to hit that kick and really good defense all you hear about is a poor kick yeah so yeah i think which can be the easier thing to do sometimes from my perspective yeah I'll tell you what was great, Jordy. Your grand final. I know. Still, just put the result aside for a second. All right. Let's let's fill the the cup while we're on this positive bent. Let's keep it nice and uh, up upbeat here. I thought there were uh, four amazing moments um, from the grand final. Obviously, the, the McGovern mark and kick, and then the Dom Sheed goal separately were were brilliant. Travis Varco's early goal. I mean, that was an emotional moment, but also. Whether it's the first your first quarter goal or your last quarter goal, let's go. Let's go through your first quarter one first because it was a bloody Again, beauty. I've heard this like how oh, many oh. weekly repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Scott's on the always asking me how I did it. So. You, you somehow got on out in your own with a bit of space in the in the forward pocket. The, the kick comes over the top. You run on McGovern closes on you. You brush aside him. You uh, you dart out to the right. I think it's Redden who comes at you. You push aside him, Dustin Martin style, and then you snap. You curl at home beautifully on on your right. But even better than that is the ensuing goal celebration, Jordy, because I saw your passion for the game come out in that moment. You got the uh, the uh, the fist pumping, mate. The legs are going. You got it. Like you got it all man. happening. What was it like in that moment for you? Because you'd obviously had the the bone stress in your in your leg or the stress fracture, you know, what six weeks earlier. You come back, you must be playing under some duress, and you've dead set split the medal around two blokes on your right foot in that first quarter under bright sunshine. Yep, by three goals. What was that moment like? 
Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It goes so quickly, you know. It's one of them things you look forward to playing in a grand final. Now, look, it's it's so far gone. So, uh, for me, yeah, obviously that goal. It just it's one of those moments where you kind of just take the game on. So I always try and do that. And obviously, once I got around McGovern, I was I was pretty much thinking, yeah, I'm going goals here. And then obviously. I can't remember who was coming at me next and I thought, oh, yeah, all right, I'm past him now. And then I was like, all right, hurry up and kick it before I get done. And lucky enough for me, it went through and then the celebration, I don't know what was going on. So I think I was just in the moment and my arms started moving and my legs started moving. So it looks pretty awkward when you watch it over again. So I don't know what I was thinking. I remember just like the the crowd too. It was like that yeah. deafening noise. It's amazing. I think it was the third goal of the game, out three goals to zip to start sort of and then like the just noise it was like this deafening like it's just like a constant volume of like so loud and yep. yeah, I remember looking at Geordie it's like doing like the running man like <laughs> knees up like, it's like almost like Frank the Tank from what's that movie yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah but uh, as I said like yeah it was unbelievable but yeah he's the one in the fourth quarter was equally as good from like I don't know, what was it, from 35 out? Nah, 52. 52. <laughs> 52. Plus $15. <laughs> Tell us about that. So, I uh, no, it was Will Hoskin Elliott or someone. Steel. Steel, was it? Yeah. yeah, and you come running in. So, you're up by six points, I think, at this stage as they go two goals up. Yeah. A couple of minutes into the um, <clears throat> end of the fourth quarter. You'd already, already kicked one from, from long range. Tell us about that moment. Yeah, so I think I was I was pretty lucky because I got pretty hungry and, and started going forward pretty quickly a bit early before Steele had even got the ball. But he was playing midfield at that time. That's, that's, <laughs> that shows you how much confidence I got in Steele being clean with the footies. So, yeah, I was just I was running probably a bit hard forward and lucky enough Steele's as good as he is and he handballed it over the top to me. And, um, yeah, took a couple of steps and ended up nailing it. But I was speaking to Scott, you know, a few days ago and we were just speaking like I couldn't, I couldn't kick a, a running goal for any chance really the whole year so for me to do two of them in a game uh, that was probably the best part about it you know just to see the practice we've put in and, and stuff like that actually paying off especially at the biggest stage but once I kicked that I was I was over the moon because I thought maybe you know two goals hopefully that you know crushes their confidence and everything like that but unfortunately we couldn't get that third goal and I think that third goal for us would have really been kind of the icing on the cake and the bit that would have rolled them over but to their credit you know they never let us get to that point. We talk about it all the time, but I reckon I say it all like on this, especially is like the game starts to slow down for players, like, mm. you know, young kids. Um, like the game will slow down eventually. And like I reckon last year for Geordie would have been one of those years where the game started to slow down a little bit more. You don't feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but early yeah. in your career, like I know for me too, whenever you get the ball, you mm. feel like you're about to be smashed. Yep. Then all of a sudden, I reckon you hit a stage where you get the ball and you're like, I can see him coming, like I'll brush past him and then I'll just hit my kick there. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, now I've got him in space, like yeah. bang, I'm kicking goals here. Like, And I reckon that's a few of our guys last year hit that sweet spot where the game starts to slow down. Like Cornelio said the other day, like he's in that sweet spot of his career and I reckon we've got like Geordie, Bruzzy, um, Adstralor, Taylor Adams, Sidey, like all the games like really slowing down for those boys. So um, yeah, it is, it's one of those things there. It's a, it's a sweet moment when you finally get to that level. You always had that confidence, um, Geordie. Did you ever, I mean, I think now most people who watch footy would say, you know, you're one of the most damaging midfield forwards in, in the game, certainly an elite player at this level. That's what you showed last year. Did you always feel like, did you always have that confidence that you could that you could play the game at, at that level? And, and when did that sort of penny drop, penny drop for you? Um, 
To be honest, was, it's kind of been my whole career a bit like that, even since a junior. I, ne- I never got into any rep teams or anything like that, but deep down inside me, I kind of had that that confidence that, you know, I could perform at, at the highest level. So I kind of had that throughout all my juniors and, and getting to AFL, like, like Scott was saying, the first few games, you get the ball and you just want to get rid of it because you think there's a bloke right behind you. So, you know, once you build out that confidence, you know, to start actually taking the game on and, and you know, holding the ball a bit longer and trying to do a bit more with it, um, I think that's that that definitely helped me, and I think last year especially, you know, starting to play on some of the best defenders in the competition and beating them, um, it just gives you that you know extra confidence that you need. So you you go into games pretty much telling yourself, you know, I'm not going to get beaten here, mm. and I'm going to have a good game. But for and that's me, how you think now? That's how that's how I think now. But for me, it, it's kind of changed. So obviously, I want to have more of a uh, you know consistent season. I think that's what really makes an elite player. So you look at like Pendles and blokes like that, that that do this week in, week out. You know, I don't want to be that bloke who can do it once every three weeks. We'll kick, you know, a bag. But, um, yeah, I want to be that guy who's who's always contributing and is is always there doing his bit for the team. What about, so 10 years' time, how old are you, 23? Yeah. Maybe go like 15 years' time. It's all said and done for your career. Me and you retire at the same time. (laughs) What do you... Will you will people look back and go he was a midfield forward or is a forward midfielder? What do you hope? More midfield or more forward? Um, that's a good question. Uh, for me Thank personally, you. I'd I'd hope. Oh, to be honest, I don't really care as long as I got some premierships under my belt. That's all I really care about. Yeah. I don't really care what anyone else views me at. Yeah. Um, but in terms of that, yeah, obviously get into the midfield at some stage. Obviously, you know, you're getting a bit older now and stuff like that, so we can push you out to a wing. Beautiful. Uh, Is he starting maybe to slow one down? more spot. I uh, can't so slow down because I'm not quick anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, to be honest, I'm not too fast. Yeah. Do you think you'll be more of a centre square player? Like, could you be happy forward or do you think you go up into the midfield a bit more? Uh, like, I could probably go into the midfield, yeah. but at this stage I've pretty much run on a limited pre-season. So, yeah. for me, it's if, happy I, if I do stones. have a full year in, in the midfield, obviously I've got to build my tank up and, and yeah. be competitive with the rest of them. What do you do when you're not playing footy, Geordie? What do you what do you what do you get up to? Not a lot. I hang out with my mates a lot outside footy, so we're always going for coffee or or just catching up and going go karting. I don't know I'm pretty random like that with the stuff I do. So um, yeah, I like to keep it interesting and always doing you know he's spontaneous thing. What do you mean daredevil? He's a daredevil, like he's a risk taker. No, yes, no fear. I did. I went skydiving the other week. How was that? It was awesome. So yeah. I was actually just driving past. I was in Anglesey and I was just drove past the airport and saw him coming in for landing. And I just told my mate to pull in and I was like, yeah, when's your next one? She's like, 15 minutes. I was like, yep, get us on it. And then <laughs> that you. was it. Because it's one of the, I, you know, I'm always like, it's one of those things you say you're going to do something and it just kind of keeps growing, going on and on until you're old and you haven't done it. So I just do it in the moment and then worry about it How later. Was it? it was good. It was really fun. Yeah. It's actually not as scary as bungee jumping. Bungee jumping was a lot worse in New Zealand, but I'm sure you would have done something like that, Scott. I've no? done skydiving. Have you? Yeah. How'd you yeah, go? In uh, land next to Reva. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. The video of me, I, I screamed for <laughs> Well, I remember, like, were you, who, were you first out of the plane? No, I was last. So I was first, right? And this guy, so he's sitting there, your legs are dangling out of the plane. And he's on, and I'm thinking, like, any second he's going to go. And there's this little light to your left. And he's like, when that goes green, we're going to jump. So I'm sitting there, and he's like, he's right, right, oh, 10 seconds, and we're out. It's like 10, 9. And then he leans forward. Right, so I'm out of the plane. And <laughs> you I'm like, second Whoa! thoughts. <laughs> and I was, and I was, he goes, oh, I was just checking the conditions, and I was like, no, uncertain terms. I was like, tell me that next time, mate, because I thought we were gone. Like, I was hanging in free air, 
And then we launched, and yeah, I don't, yeah, I got the video, video of it, and it's not good, not pretty. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy it at all? No, I enjoyed it. I was on a high. We did it at like six thirty in the morning. I enjoyed it, but I was like, I felt like I played a game of footy. Like I wasn't like, I, was, I cooked at like four in the afternoon. I was done. I mm. need to sleep. Need to rest. I was, mm-hmm. that was pretty daredevil for me. <laughs> What's on the to do list then, Jordy? To do list. Travel. What? What other? What other crazy stuff you been doing? Yeah, I'd love to. So Cars obviously. and stuff. Pardon? Cars and stuff. Yeah, bikes. Like cars. Um, so it's just for me it's just about keeping my license at the moment for as long as possible um, <laughs> so I've got yeah, it could be a while um, until I get some nice cars but yeah for me I reckon just travelling so obviously you, you know you hear about the older guys travel experiences and, and good places to go to so for me that's it's something that's grown grown for me, I guess. I never really looked forward to traveling when I was younger, but mm. now, you know, you see different places throughout the world and, you know, lucky enough to have the funds and stuff to be able to do it. So, yeah, yeah definitely I'll, I'll be doing a big trip at the end of the year. What about Melbourne food, coffee culture? You could go one restaurant in Melbourne other than the George. Where would you go? Yes. Yeah, like you were saying, obviously I would have chosen the George if <laughs> you didn't say that. Um, but for me, I pro- probably, uh, I reckon Chin Chin. Chin chin. So I still a few enjoy. years behind. I always He's, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. But I've been there, you know, I've been to that real good. What's that good yes. sushi place? Yeah, yeah. Nobu. No. No, you oh. love Scott. Scott always talks about Nobu, reckons he walks um, in there and they've already got the table. Yes. That's um, for him. Where? Itchy knee? No, the other one. Don't know. Round here in the city somewhere in the laneway. Kasumi? Kasumi, yeah. yeah okay. Where's that's that? quite nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll go there one time. Will we? Yeah, we okay. will. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, will we ever get you out Scott or not? What about um this is, I want to ask this to all our guests this year, but you have the George, right? <laughs> and there's three seats at the table. There's Geordie, and then who's the other three guests? Okay. And why? Uh, so there's four seats at the table. No, there's three because you're in one of them. You're okay, well, of well, there's four seats at yeah, the table. Yeah, so you're in one. Yeah. Uh, I've got, um, I reckon, Zach Galifianakis. Who's that? Who's that? The guy off The Hangover, you know, the funny one? Oh, like yes. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've Alan. got him. Alan? I've got yeah, Alan. Alan. Yeah, yeah. I've got Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, two comedy, two comedy, and mm, maybe Dan Blazerian. Who's that? You having a good time? Are you time? serious? Oh yeah, Dan. Sorry, I do know Dan. Blazerian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the Instagram guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd be worried. Who would you have, Scott? Uh, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. I would have Kobe. Yep. Conor McGregor. Yep. Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, come on. Who's Warren Buffett for everyone who's listening? Do you know who no, Warren Buffett is? I know because you've already told me who he is. He's the guru of the financial world. Mm-hmm. He, what is his dividends from the stock market? A $4.2 billion. I wouldn't mind running my financial yeah. statements across his eye and just getting a bit of advice. To be honest, if I had the, the two choices, the two dinner parties, I'm going to Geordie's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you might you might be finished in about five years. <laughs> making nice little investments. Have a good time, man. Uh, have Mate. you been around? Does Scotty invite you around to dinner, Geordie? Down to his new place in Elwood, the mansion uh, down there. Nah, is he get, no, got, he always tells me how big it is, but he has. I've yeah, I've been pretty much checking the mailbox flat out, waiting for the uh, letter, but no. What are his pre-match uh, speeches like? Give us a, give us the, the hot take on on his uh, on his rev this ups. Isn't, hey, this isn't about me. We're turning uh, turning the not, tables. Yeah, they're pretty good. I, I've, yeah. Well, I've never experienced another captain in AFL yet, so pretty lucky, mate. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> I, I do consider myself lucky, but no, they're all right. He always throws like maybe one or two swear words in there just to really pick up pick be up tough. the vibe, but <laughs> to be tough. But no, it's pretty good. He, he gets all the boys pumped up to get going. Thank you. Do you love footy? Yeah, I love footy, yeah. Has it always been the way? 
No, I wouldn't say it's always been that way, especially when you go through a few dark times. You kind of kind of question why why the world wants to, you know, write an article about you making up some bullshit. But um, yeah, it's the actual game itself. Yeah, I love it. So that's kind of one of the chances, especially for most of the boys, where you get your freedom and you don't think about anything when you're playing footy. So for me, that's why I love it. There's nothing like if you took the media away from it, and we understand like the media pays so yeah. much money, blah blah blah. Yep. But the best times of the week is like the best time by far is Friday night this week, seven twenty. Siren goes. It's just footy. Like that is the ultimate. And then yeah. the next best the training times or in the gym when mm-hmm. you're just with the boys mucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for every player that goes through a little bit of difficulty, the the scrutiny, you know, what Geordie experienced, even with your contract stuff. Yeah, like that was yeah. contract stuff. You know, he had that last year as well. Where every game, it's like Willie or won't he stayed like North offering this. Like it's just. Out of control, mm-hmm. and then like this year, it's going to be Cornelio, it's going to be Jamie Elliott. Like it's just mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't stop. And like for a young player now, like and I didn't have to go through this, but it'd be tough because just always. And you got like all your friends see it as well, and they just text you and they want to just ask. Yeah, exactly and everyone right. just always thinks, oh, I'll just ask him. Like no one would have asked him that. And then the thirtieth person asks you, you're like, you know, I had a scan on Sunday, and I reckon I've been texted by about thirty five people asking if okay. Mm. It's like every one of those 35 probably thinks they're the only one who texts me. <laughs> it, it, well, the media interest is high, and particularly around the, the free agency stuff now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's really blown up. So yeah. it is, it is a, it's different to what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, so yes, it's reported differently, but also because it's that, that trade space is so important now. Yeah. You know, the, the interest has gone high, but yeah. tell. Well, on, yeah, well, the media has that, you know, it's the double edged sword, I guess, that the added pressure. Almost helps out your contract in, in some like in some aspects because yeah. you know they're putting, you know, pressure and hype around your contract and other clubs. You know, start yeah. maybe start feeling the pressure because of it. I've made plenty of footballers oh, lots mate. of <laughs> lots of extra bucks. Don't worry about you, that. You could like Cornelio say for example, he could start off after round one. Yep, he's apparently say for, say he's a million dollar player. He plays like that for the next four weeks. He's now one point three million dollar player. Yeah, like you think we're plucking they numbers? Add, they add zeros on depending on how you play. Yeah. Yeah. and if you have a poor few games, it's like I'm not spending a million dollars on that player. Yeah, yeah like, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it's very fickle, but it's also part of the game. Did anyone ever come for you, Scott? Should we talk? Should we go into that territory no. now? No, no, nah, nah. no one ever. Is sure? a crack at me? Or you know, never know, mate. <laughs> Maybe one day. Tell us about the decision. Um, Geordie, obviously Collingwood showed a lot of faith in you, or certainly from the outside, it, yep. that seemed to be the case. Um, and there were some big numbers being thrown around. Clearly, clubs are interested. Did you ever get to the stage where you had a look at, you know, a peep over the fence? Nah, probably the only time I thought was when you know my manager on the phone said, "Oh, North have up their offer," and, and you know it's a million dollars, and I couldn't said, "Oh, million, like you know, a million dollars for whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, a million dollars a year for five years." And that's when I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, that's, you know, if you, you <laughs> think money, of terms yeah. of money, yeah. like as a, what was I, 22? 22, 22-year-old 22 going, mm, you know, like. It's handy. You know, everyone wants to be a millionaire, don't you? So to hear that, it's cool and, and it's, you know, I appreciate, you know, hearing that they have that, you know, that thought about me that I could become something like that. Um, but for me, I think it was pretty simple in the end. I just, I'm very people, a people person, so. I get really comfortable around the boys and the people we've brought in. I think all the people in the footy club we've got at the moment are awesome people. They're just genuine, you know. They care about you as a person and not just as a footballer. And for me, that's really all I want, you know what I mean? I, I'm not not cared if they've got the biggest names and stuff like that uh, as long as I'm happy and I'm the loving what I'm doing. Yeah, mm. and I've got good relationships with the people. 
around me, then yeah, I'm going to be happy. And, and when I'm happy, I'm going to be playing my best footy. So when, <clears throat> when you made the mistakes, what was the, did you feel the personal, the let down? Did you feel like you were letting these guys down? The people you're clearly talking about and respect so much. On the other hand, when you go back to that time, was that, was that the worst part of it that you, you sort of, did you feel that let, you know, that yeah. you let them down? Yeah, you do. You definitely do. Um, especially like it, it kind of just hits home when, you know, they're all in a room and they've all been called in on a Sunday because, you know, I've stuffed up again. And it's just, yeah, it's those little moments where, you know, you kind of think, oh, shit, was was that really worth it? And, you know, and everything like that. And, and they supported me through it. And, I'm you know, I always say I'm better off for it. So. And now you're kicking a lot of snags for the pies, mate, which is great. And you re-signed until when? when how many years? Two is that years. three-year deal? Two, no, two-year okay. deal. And uh, and you left clearly by making that decision. You know you left them a lot of money on the table. Um, you talk about the the big offer from from North Melbourne. Um, is that you wanted to repay the faith going back the other way? You know, like a reward for what what the pies did for you. You know, during that period. Yeah, I think so. Everyone continues to kind of say that one repay the faith. You know, like how do you ever repay the faith? You know, they did what they thought was necessary to yep. to get me you know, realising what's happened and, and I did that. So, you know, I think I'm, I am i don't really like to talk about it because I feel as if we're past that yeah. kind of point now. And, and for me, it's just being, I just want to be a player for the footy club and leave a legacy behind and, and, and play in a team that, you know, hopefully plays in many more grand finals. How do you feel when you get a text message from uh, the captain over here saying, let's go for a gym session tomorrow morning at at, uh, at 7am or some ridiculous hour? Because um, he not- tells me that he's... <laughs> He's on to you and Bruzzy with these uh, early morning gym sessions. Yeah. What did we do? We did a Sunday 6.30, didn't we? Su- Sunday 6.30, yeah. On the three, we had a three-day break and we just popped in, eh? But That's to their good. credit, they were there and we all felt better. We did. Yeah, for <laughs> me, it's, it's good. You know, some, I, need a, I need someone who just says, you know, let's do it. And especially when it's Scott, you, you can't really be like, oh, no, I'm having a sleep in, you know what I mean? So for me to have that kind of push, it's always good. Braden, yeah, Braden. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's good to have that, you know, push and, and like I was saying, I, I need that and I enjoy it. So once you're there, it's it's more once once you're there, Scott's obviously got my coffee waiting for me and everything like that. Uh but yeah, good it's good fun and, and obviously you start off the day pretty well. He wants to be a barista, doesn't he? Like he's I don't know what he wants to be, mate. He's got his hair his hat on sideways, he's He's, to got a, he's got the patchiest beard I've ever seen. <laughs> Scott, he's do, you get, his... do you get your eyebrows cut? Oh, or? we have to ask. Oh, <laughs> thank you, you for cut? raising yeah, that. <laughs> well, we've had this discussion last year, but when I see the barber, who I'm very due to see, he yep. always asks if I want an eyebrow chop. <laughs> At first, I was confronted by it. But have you ever, Geordie, been asked for an eyebrow chop? And no. would you allow him? <laughs> so eyebrow chop, if you don't know, so he gets the comb right and he yep. brushes against the grain. And they all pop out and then he just shaves them off so they stay in like a nice alignment. And I didn't realise how long some of my bad boys were until he did that. And I thought it was like the hair on my head. And I was like, this is embarrassing. So I'm a massive advocate for the eyebrow chop. Have uh, you had it? No, nah, no, offered? I haven't. I, I don't think I've been offered. I, I reckon I, I could have been a couple of years ago where the lady didn't even ask me. She just went, just put the comb through and chopped a bit off. But And I was a bit surprised, obviously, because I, I hadn't had one before. But since then, I, I'm lucky I don't have big bushy eyebrows like yours, so I'm all right. Cheers. You're like Anthony Davis-like, <laughs> aren't you? That's been the brow. Do you call him the brow? What, what do you, what's his nickname? Like footy club Geordie. What do you call him? Geordie. <laughs> well, it's, it's original. Pretty, oh, well, it's pretty easy. Yeah, Geordie. Geordie. Yeah. Yeah, his name's Jordan. Yeah. So we call him Geordie. Geordie. Yeah, Isn't yeah. it? 
Hey, um, Jordy, got some quick questions before we uh, finish up here, mate. <clears throat> um, first thing that comes into your mind, um, Scotty Penelbury is good at everything except jokes. We've being heard that funny. I'll quick. just say being funny. It's supposed to be quick. We have heard that before, Scott. Next one. <laughs> I think Goldie said something similar. Um, Nathan Buckley is very not funny. <laughs> Peas in a pod. Peas in a pod, you too. That's all right. Um, my favourite breakfast is? Do you, do you know what I usually get? Two poached eggs on multigrain with bacon. Is that a pregame thing or just a No, nah, just if I go to you know a cafe, that's what that's I That's his have. favourite breakfast. Mate. Okay. When I had to sit down with Jeff Walsh, I <laughs> shit myself. He is one of the you know, he he's fair. He's always fair, you know. If you know, if you're doing well he'll he'll get around you and, and stuff like that. But if you cross him, oh yeah, he's my God. hard but fair. And he, I've sat in a lot of those and he's hard. I reckon but fair. he nearly he's the best. I, he was probably he, he was that close to killing my manager. I reckon in that meeting, remember? Oh my god! I was sitting there just going, telling my manager to shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that Nicky Gation? That that was Ben Noel. Oh yeah. I think they got a deep hatred, and yeah. I was not. I didn't want to be in the room at that stage either. My favourite memory of Eddie Maguire is probably the, probably the recent one. Remember at the season launch. When a bloke, an old bloke, nearly passed out and was on the sitting on the ground, and then he said, "You know who's this bloke support?" And everyone's going, oh, and then he goes, "Oh, well, if he's Carlton, just leave him there, or if he's, <laughs> if he's Collingwood, keep working on him." And I'm just sitting, sitting there going, "Oh, Eddie, that's it." And uh, <laughs> lastly, mate, on Thursday night against uh, Richmond, we will win. Are you excited about the game? Yeah, I can't wait. So obviously, another opportunity to. You know, do a bit more than what we did last week, so it should be good. What what happened on the what happened last weekend, Scotty? The skills weren't uh, oh, great. Yeah, skills weren't great. Like I, if you watched all of round one, I reckon the skills for size were a bit off. Um, it was like sort of turnover footy. I reckon probably the, the Hawks played the best brand of footy. I reckon like mm-hmm. they they looked in control of their game the whole way through. Um, yeah, our game was turnover ridden. Um, you know, we had a lot of opportunities in the second. Geelong were the better side for the night. Yeah, and I think the good thing about where we sit is that we know exactly that we feel where we need to get better and we look to execute that Thursday night. Um, do you reckon – you play a lot of night games. Do you ever train at night? Do you reckon you could train more at night? Well, if you play night never, games, what do you always have. train never, in the day? Never have, and it's never really, like, affected us. Um, yeah, I think just round one last week was so hot, so humid that the ball – it was like a wet weather game mm. and we, we didn't adjust. So, yeah. I noticed that Crispy kicked the grass again. He did kick the grass, didn't he? A couple, couple of times. times. So that's all right. He'll get <laughs> better. <laughs> grass goes further than the ball, like at Maui. Oh, we love him. All right. Hey, Geordie, we really appreciate you, mate, coming in here to the George. We've got a $100 voucher uh, for you, mate, to come in and, and have a feed with your missus. What's, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the status on the on – the, no, I'm single. You I'm got single, anything happening yeah. there, mate? Or you gonna, who, would you, who would you bring in with your $100 voucher? Oh, well, you wouldn't get too much, I'm guessing, here with $100 vouchers. No, you so. get plenty, mate. You get plenty. It's very <laughs> Maybe good Maybe I'll value. use that new, what is it, Vietnamese lunch menu? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a lucky girl somewhere out there that yeah. might get He'll a feed. One. But... He'll find one now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's our email address? Jock and Journal. Or just Twitter us. What are we? What is that? At Jock and Journal. At Jock and Journal. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, yeah, maybe a little like... St. Uh, Andrews. <laughs> got a voucher there too. Here we go. There's your... Um, there's your George voucher, Geordie, yeah, and this is your you. St. Andrew's Beach Brewery voucher 
$50 card there, mate. We should go down there in the in the, um, you said that last in the bike. We get will, down mate. there. I can't get there between round a couple one and of round beers. two. Jordy, did you ever, ever have a couple of beers with this man? Like, we struggle to ever ever to get him out and socialise. Have you seen him on the on the fizz? How, what's he like? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he goes all right. He's one of them blokes that will hit it hard at the start and then once he starts feeling like he's getting a bit tipsy, he usually leaves or, or walks out the back door, so. Chops a smoke never bomb. Say, never Chops say, a smoke never bomb. Say goodbye, mate. <laughs> just like, I'm going to the toilet. I caught yeah. you, you in my first year, didn't yeah, I? Did. Always leave. When he's with his more. missus waiting out the front to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, we do appreciate you coming in. We want to wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Um, it's exciting watching you play and, and kick goals, mate, and play on instinct. So uh, we all um, enjoy seeing you out there and. Um, just take care of yourself off the field with this risk-taking sort of, you know, the jumping out of planes and the bungee jumping. Don't, don't, uh, no, keep it up. Don't, 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 don't go too crazy. Scott, um, good to see you again, mate. You too, mate. Um, st- go easy on the media when you're outside the clinic. Stop playing games on them, right? If you got a, if you got a sore leg, just say I cop the knock, but I'll be fine. You play these mind games with the journos and you, you psych them out. I feel like I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to have a little bit of fun, mate. <laughs> it's your enjoyment. All right, this has been the Jock and Journal Show from the George, 162 Collins Street. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.